listening to a Called Collective podcast, where we seek to equip the next generation of ministry leaders. The Called Collective produces multiple podcasts, which you can find in the description below. To learn more about The Called Collective, visit our website at thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at The Called Collective. Check, check, check. No, it was terrible. <laughs> it did not, you did not make it work. so bad. That was terrible. That was such a I bad sermon. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the Modern Parables podcast. My name is Tyler. As always, I am a host joined by my two lovely, chippy, energetic co-hosts for the day. I was about to say, that's the nicest thing you yeah. said about us. I, I don't even know what chippy means. You'll have to Google Dude, it. Dude, we just talk a lot. Dude, it's chatty. Wh- what happened chippy. right before this podcast began recording? That's chippy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just high energy, uh, wild nature. So... Mm. Good to have you guys back as always. I'm Thank ready you, to be here. Keeping it, keeping it fresh. You're our like host father, you know? Uh, sure. Yeah. You should call him Father Tyler. Yes. Speaking of fathers, sitting next to me, <laughs> our guest for today, uh, the illustrious reverend, soon to be doctor, Jared Webb. Jared Webb. I, uh, just to clarify, I'm not a doctoral student. <laughs> um, See, so yeah, I'm Jared Webb. I'm an ordained reverend in the Wesleyan Church. I'm a pastor, yeah. assistant pastor at Lakeview Wesleyan Church, and I am Tyler Sanders' favorite dirt bag. That's hope. right. That's mm, right. Yes, no dirt bag. Yes, there is a list, but yes, All at right. the top is Great. Jared. Jared Webb. Jared, thank you so much for being on. Uh, as as mentioned earlier, you are a very special individual to me. Mm. Oh gosh! Okay, and instead of going all the way deep into it, I'll just say it's really very great to have such a great friend on the podcast. Hey, thanks for being be on. Here. Oh, yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, Jared, I understand <laughs> you. Uh, you brought a passage for us to I dive did. into to start. I what did. is that passage? So, um, d- to preface, I'm not a huge fan of Hobby Lobby verses. I'd like to call them. <laughs> All right. Um, so, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna go before twenty nine eleven in oh, Jeremiah, Jeremiah, but we're gonna go Jeremiah twenty nine verses four through um, seven. Seven four through seven. Give it to so, me one more time. Jeremiah twenty nine four through seven. So not mm. the cookie cutter Hobby Lobby mm. verse. This, this is before I the know Hobby the, Lobby verse. Yes, for I know the plans I have for you. Yeah. So declares the Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm. Thanks. Pl- for plans it. plans to prosper Just, you. Come on. Yes. Oh, I thought mm. I thought that's what Jesus said. They, Jesus Jesus yes. said it all. Jesus said it all. All right. All right. Four through nine. All right. Would you want to read it? Would you Might please it. four through seven. Four through, I said four through nine. Four okay. through seven. Four through seven. Right? seven. My yes. Bad. Would you go ahead four and seven. give us the reading of that, <clears throat> O pastor? Thus says the Lord of hosts, Mm-mm. the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon, build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease, but seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf. For in its welfare, you will find your welfare. Ooh, the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Absolutely. 
All right. Goodness. All right, gents. What we got on that one? Wow. Oh, by the way, if you have it, slap that button. That's right. Yeah. Slap the button. What what is our sound for today? Jimmy's mom. Okay. All right. Jimmy's mom. Jimmy's mom. All right. Wow. I don't have an impression. Of uh, Carl Weezer from no. Jimmy Neutron. Oh, okay. okay, that's that's, that's fair, fair enough. That's I can fair. do the monkey at the end, but oh, Whoa. let's hear it. Hi, I'm Paul. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Oh my days. Those are always so strange. <laughs> okay. 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 Hit okay. Know it. Jimmy's man. <laughs> so, this verse starts with the idea—not the idea—the context of the exiles, you know, being sent to a place that they don't really want to be from Jerusalem to Babylon, and from there he gets instruction on how to live. I could be completely off base, but this is just from what I understand. Mm-hmm. But it it reminds me of when when we're in a place that we don't want to grow, then like we have discontentment, and I know there's 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 seasons, there's times where you go into a place that you're like, I, don't, I have no desire to be here. Yeah. I don't even know why you put me here, but the Lord still says, I don't, not that I don't care, but I have you here for a reason. Mm-hmm. So plant your roots down. And take care of it. Be a good yeah. steward of what I have given to you. Don't be wishing away the opportunities that are in front of you. Right. So, just as the as the uh, Israelites are here, being like, "Hey, take wives, give, have, have, be fruitful, multiply, do all the things." I think in the same sense as no matter where you are as Christians, take root there. Mm-hmm. Don't don't take it for granted. If you go to a place like the middle of nowhere, Canada. And you're like, God, I don't know why I'm here. There's a reason. Yeah. So be be faithful, be a steward, seek it out. Mm. That's good. That's my modern parable. Sorry, that's not to all really the modern. Listeners living in the middle of Canada. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. All three of you. International. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you have one? I, I do not have one at the moment. Let's see what happens off the dome. Jimmy's mad. <laughs> okay. So the I think the verse that I want to hit on is you you hit on more so the be- beginning aspect and you're in exile right and you're God's like live kind of this normal life like live as if you're citizens of this place mm. and then it says but seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its um, on its behalf for in its welfare you will find your welfare mm. and I'm just imagining being like an Israelite and or just one of God's people and being sent from Jerusalem to Babylon in exile, right? Like one of the worst things that could have happened to you. The place I was like promised to you, right? And then now it's taken. But then God said, live for the welfare of that city that I have sent you into. And so like the places where God has sent you that you don't want to be, that seems to actually be the opposite of what God has, has promised you and things like that. But then he says, live for the welfare there because the welfare of that city will also be your welfare. And for me, when I read this, when I see these people just in this season of, <laughs> it can be hard being ex- exiled, of course. Mm-hmm. And I've never been in that, but in seasons of, say, waiting and not really knowing where the Lord is or what his guidance is or why he's placed you in situations that he's placed you in, people often use the excuse, I've used the excuse of, I'm not going to do such and such until the Lord provides, like, this answer. That's that's when I can actually really follow the Lord, right? But in the waiting, in the hard times, in the desert, in the exile, you're still supposed to live faithful to the Lord. Mm. And so like the faithfulness to the Lord and his ways and his commands 
throughout your entire life, whether exiled or in the promised land. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I I don't I don't have anything coming to mind for this one. Oh, let's go. Okay, let's hear right. it. So two things come to mind. One's one short and the other. So I'll, I'll I'll go with the first one there. So, um, my mind when I read this one goes to like your grandma or your mom Ooh. always saying, "Leave it better than you found it." Ooh. Mm. Yes. Okay. Mm-mm. So I, I just think of that message there of like, why would you sit there belly aching about how horrible this is when if you make it better, then you get to enjoy the fruits of that too. Yes. Okay, so that's a short one. The other one I that was that of, was for Tyler. Yeah. This, this is for me. Tyler. This is for you guys. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I was reading Come that. On. Come on. And I thought about the scene in the sorcerer's stone. Ooh. Okay. Bro, now you. I'm hooked. All right. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> They're going after that mirror, man. Yeah. The mirror of Eriset. And the devil's snare is right there. Mm-hmm. And they're all freaking out. And the more that they struggle in it, yes. the worse. And they're going to get Ooh. choked to death. Ooh. But then Hermione's like, quit struggling. And then she disappears. And then Ron's freaking out. Yes. Know? But that's all they needed to do. Quit freaking out. Just relax. Just relax. Yes. And you'll be fine. Yes, sir. Mm. Yes, sir. That's Come so on. good. Praise be to God. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Do, wow. All right. Well, since Tyler is... Is just awed by Jared's presence and has nothing to think about. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's fair. That's, that's how that's it goes. Fair. Isaac, can you? Yes, run us down. Yes. So that was good. That was good. Thank you so much for bringing bringing that verse and going mm-hmm. before the Hobby Lobby verse. I really appreciate. <laughs> yes, that. mm, that's good. For us, yes, we would have all really said the same thing. Context is key. It really is. It, it really is. is. That's yeah. good. That's so good. I could have just said, you know, the Lord says, be married. You know, have kids, and then just. <laughs> Pot. And, and if you don't, you're a sinner. Exactly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that I was I was on board for a little bit, but then I wasn't there. No. But as you know, on this podcast, we go from the Bible verse to Rudus in scripture before we jump to the random generator. Oh, and so yeah. we'll have the random generator up on the screen. And when we say stop, there'll be a oh, random topic that we need to give a modern parable for. Yeah. So let's get to it. Okay. Let's go. And stop. Bob, Bob Ross. Ross. Oh my gosh. Do we all know who Bob Ross is? Yes. Maybe yes. give a little okay. explanation. For our younger listeners, Audience. who is Bob Ross? <laughs> is this dude blind? No, that- <laughs> <laughs> no he's no. a painter. <laughs> <laughs> he's the, the the infamous painter with his uh, eclectic yeah. kind of style of, of painting. Ooh, good word. That's good actually word. Great. I those were recorded in Muncie. Yes. Yes, he's from Muncie. Actually. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Holy crap. Give us a little rundown. You're you're a background guy. (laughs) I'm the background guy. So Bob Ross, very famous for being very positive, happy. He's a hippie. Happy accidents. Yes. Happy. Instead of mistakes, Mm -hmm. things are happy accidents. Mm -hmm. And everything is happy. So when he's painting a tree, he says, happy little trees. And he loves to talk about his squirrels. He's got... A big oh, thing yeah. for squirrels. And he has a, a TV show uh, program that is very, very still widely watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a local access thing, and then it blew up nationwide. And it's on Hulu, I believe. So we're not sponsored by Hulu, but we would gladly be sponsored by Hulu if they agreed to our terms. But that's who Bob Ross is, for those that don't know. Jimmy's mom. I have an illustration. Let's hear it. So just as in the same sense, so Bob Ross, when he's painting, sometimes we don't really know where he's going with mm-hmm. it. Right, he's doing these different strokes, and I'm like, bro, I don't know what this is. Mm-hmm. Is this a cloud? Is this the sea? Yeah. I don't know where it's going. And yet, whenever we're watching it come to fruition, I love watching like the t- the Bob Ross like time lamp mm-hmm. lapse, yes. time lapse of of him painting. It's like he started from this, 
And in like times a million speed, he got to this finished product. Yeah. And in the same sense, we don't really know always what God's plan is for us. Mm-hmm. We we are it's we good. just see a small little speck. I'm like, okay, God, I don't I don't know where you're going from this. Yeah. And God is the one that's that is creating and he's the author. He's the person that has done all of this. He mm-hmm. says, I know what the finished product is. I know what the plan is. I know where you're going with this. Yeah. I know where I'm going with this. You don't. Just follow faithfully, fi- follow obediently. Yes. And see where it goes. Yes. Mm. So going off of that, um, it's always amazing to when I watch Bob Ross. Um, there are certain moments in when he's painting where he uses a technique that you would have never in a million years thought a human being could do, move his wrist that way and create the thing that he's creating. So whatever the masterful stroke is that he's teaching people about. And there are certain things in our lives that shape us. And there are even more so things that God does in our lives that shapes us, that only he as the master can perform and perform that stroke in us to create the masterpiece, which I think is another illustration that you can go with. Because, you know, a lot of people, they like start something, right? And they see a cloud or he paints the sky blue and then they just skip to the end to see what it looks like and then determine if they want to watch it, Mm. right? So it's like, we can't skip to, we don't have the luxury of skipping to that masterpiece. Instead, he's making a masterpiece out of us step by step, stroke by stroke. Mm. So. I've read the end of the book, brother. Oh, he's got it. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord spoke only to Jared <laughs> with the ending. <laughs> Do you have one? Because I have one. Oh, hey, if you, if you want to roll it out, go for it, brother. Let me go for it. Dude, we'll do see it. if it overlaps. All right, I have to admit, obviously, as you could tell from before, I didn't really know who Bob Ross was. <laughs> I've no, seen like no, the memes the and all that rolling. stuff, you know, the ideas are flowing, but was painter. But then also mine kind of spins off like things that you were saying that hit on kind of mm-hmm. this human condition. Ooh. All right. Mm. <laughs> no. Mm. Um, but when we're talking about with painters and working on their masterpiece, like in the middle of it, it can just seem like, where the heck are you going? Mm. Like this yeah, makes, this makes, go this, way. this makes no sense to me. Yes. You know, but then like what you said was, People want to watch it in two times speed, mm-hmm. four times speed, mm-hmm. and go through quick, right? Mm-hmm. But Bob Ross, or a painter, is in it for the long haul, and he goes through all of mm-hmm. it and takes his time. And the master masterpieces usually take a long time, yeah. right? And so in our lives, a lot of times we want things to go fast. And you can see it just in that. You want to see the end while you're at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to see yep. the end and know if it's worth it. Yes. But the thing is... You have to know that the be- while you're in it, it is worth it without knowing what the ending That's right. is. That's mm-hmm. right. And so with that just comes faith in God. Amen. In those steps good. without That's knowing good. the end. That's good. 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 You don't right. have to do one if yeah. you don't want to. We yes. can move on. Let's next. pass. All right. All next right. one. Mm. Let's, let's go let's on. Pass. Let's roll what it. What do we got here? What do we got here? And Man. stop. Ooh. Fight club. Fight club. I'm not yes, going to lie. We, we, we've had one of these with my friends. Oh, gosh. Is that boxing mm. night? Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's Fight Club and then there's also the movie Fight Club as oh, well. Oh. All right, background so, guy. Yeah. Okay. You so, got five seconds. Okay. So the movie Fight Club is about a guy who's got some mental issues where somebody's in his head. Okay, I can't do it in five seconds, but basically there's a fight club and uh there's a guy who's very mild mannered, but he also has an alternate personality who's the leader of the fight club. That's the short version. Dang. Cool. That's the, like Dang. real quick. No philosophical anything There's associated mud. with it, but it. yeah. Holy! Have you cow. seen Fight Club the movie? 
um, like the first five minutes. Got it. Mm. That's and all then you need to know. And then you determine. And you're like, I didn't know the ending, so I didn't want to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Come on, Noah. Jimmy's mom. Yeah. What's the number one rule of Fight Club? Don't talk about Fight Club. Why as the, why as the church do we not talk? Why why do we treat Jesus as a Fight Club? Mm. You know what I mean. Ooh. Huh. Say like it again for the people. In the the back. first rule of Fight Club is to not talk about it. Yeah. Why as as Christians is our unsung rule not to talk about Jesus? Mm. If we believe, as we should, the the faith and the hope in Jesus and the fact that He has set us free and forgiven us and that we get to spend eternity with Him, right? Mm-hmm. Yet we don't share that mm-hmm. gift with others. Mm-hmm. Then. What's going on? Yeah. Mm. That's my Boom. illustration. Dropped. Dude. Mic drop. Dude, I did I did like that. Thanks, Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Way to make it. Oh. Jimmy's man. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Every every time it's but <laughs> no, with he, when he was saying about that fight club, I was just thinking about like the churches to be be the opposite. Yeah. You know, in that in that sense. Fight club's exclusive. It's only Ooh. with like your close friends. Yeah. When when we did fight club with boxing gloves and stuff, <laughs> it was just with our Close friends, and just trying to <laughs> have fun, you know. But yeah, the knock thing each was, other out. Like yeah, you yeah, said, yeah. though, like you said, you don't you don't talk about it with anybody. If people ask, it's like, nah, you don't want to know yeah. about it or anything like that. Yeah. But with the church and with the gospel, I remember like reading an Acts for one of our for one of our classes, going through it like three times, and you just see how much they're about. Everybody needs yeah. to know. No matter where they went, it's the only thing that they could talk about. And so the the principle of you don't talk about it in Fight Club. It's the direct opposite with the church. Like you talk to everybody about it, and that's like the the only thing like that's like on our mind to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, it says in I believe in um, chapter four, Peter and John when they're at the council, and they said we can't help but talk about what we've seen and what we know. Mm. So we have to share it with everybody. Yeah, and everybody must know about yeah Jesus Christ. It's good in the way. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good. <laughs> Jimmy's man. Oh, yeah. Okay, so my mind goes to, like, if your church or as a pastor, it seems like you're leading a fight club where there's, like, this secrecy. Yeah. Then I feel like that's when you have, have a sign that's leaning more towards a cult. Ooh. Are you the leader of a cult? Yeah. It's like, you got to be in the in crowd to be a part of this, or wow. only the insiders can know the rules. Yes, yes. All this stuff. That's good. Good. So, mm, good. That's good. Like it. Like it. I like it. I, I'm I'm tapped on that one. Like ta- tap. That's, that's, that's good. a good one. That was good. Let's roll good it. Good dad joke. Hey, you know I got. That. And let's get a stop. AirPods. Ooh. Tyler, this is your this is your alley. Wow. This is your lane, bro. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, I actually don't have one yet. I need to think. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but bro. you just pressured me so much. Okay, I have a really yeah. bad but good illustration. Do it. Jimmy's man. So, Apple, right? Bananas. Oranges, no. Okay. Apple is, uh, we, we all pretty much know what Apple is. Yes. And I would just like to to make a statement and say that sometimes idolization in our lives can look like having a monopoly on uh, something. Mm, yeah. I'm just literally just trying to just roast Tyler here. Okay. There's, a, there's an area in his office that's just solely dedicated to Apple. All right. For those that don't know, I used to work for Apple. I'm a big fan of Apple so, products. So I'm just calling out the sin in Tyler's life. Of course. Of, yes. of idolization. Idolization. We can completely yes. cut that. So. Yeah, no, it's okay. <laughs> there's some fake ones. Oh, hit that button. Hit that button. That's mm. not what I want to go with. So there are fake ones. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, that was a bright idea. <laughs> Why not think of that one? <laughs> so 
Uh, believe it or not, so having worked for Apple, I can speak into this a little bit. There are very convincing fakes. Mm. Mm. Like AirPod, you can you can get really, really, really detailed fake AirPods. Some that even so for AirPods, for those that don't know, when you open the lid of an AirPod, it automatically connects to your Apple devices. Yeah. So it uses a special chip to do it, blah, 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 blah. So they can even copy that process to where when you open up their fake AirPods, it comes up. Talk about okay? that. Come on now. Come on now. I, yeah, I, got, I, I got something to shoot off of that. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's really interesting in, in amongst the body of Christ, within the body of Christ, how many people are so convincing in their fakeness about being Christ followers? Mm. How many people are saying with their mouths that they follow Christ, but don't live it out with their actions Dude, and with their lives? Come on now. They are so convincing. They know exactly what to say to get it past the baseline amount of people. But for those that really follow Christ and really live into uh believing in following Jesus with everything they have, they can spot it. As And the more they're with it, with them, the more they're with them, the easier they can be to identify. That's good. Yeah. Hit it. What do you want? Jimmy's mom. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, when you said open up the lid and automatically connecting, I was thinking to myself, like, when you open your lid mm. in the morning, okay, ooh, when ooh. you get up, Oh, what do you dang. automatically connect to? What oh. device do you automatically connect to? Come on now. Are you connecting to the Lord? Ooh. Or to Apple? Oh, that's true. Uh, no, I'm uh, an Apple follower too, so I can't, <laughs> I can't throw you under. Yeah, but do you, do you hop on social media? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I can go Answer your text messages. messages. That's good. Yeah, all the an Android. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's no Androids in this room at the oh, moment, okay. so we're good. Yeah. Are you, are you good, good, man? Are you I'm good? good. So you're talking about that. And people buying like the fakes and there's mm-hmm. like everything that's like the original. Say with like AirPods, those are like um, the real ones. Yeah. Or with shoes, there's fakes. There's always fakes of everything. Mm-hmm. But like when we're talking about AirPods and people have the fakes, they can be so close, right? But a lot of times the reason they did that is because they don't want to pay the cost of the real one. Oh, say that again mm. for the people in the <laughs> yes, back. Good. It's because they don't want to pay the cost for the real one. For those that are listening to this in the background, say it again. <laughs> they don't want to pay the cost That's for right. the real oh. one. Somebody give me a napkin. I'm sweating in here. <laughs> so good. Uh, so good. No, but in all in all reality, it's you can buy those and you can be fake and like how you how you dived into that. And the main reason is because of the cost. Mm, yes. And to to actually get the real ones, it costs something. But to get mm-hmm. fake ones and to have those in it, you know, it gets by. Yeah. You know, somebody that there are some that really you can tell are really fake, yep. but then other ones that look pretty similar. And you're like, oh, I can get by with this. People will think that I have the real thing yep. and I'm fine. I don't have to pay as much as everybody else did. Dude, so good. But with Jesus, it's, I mean, obviously we know it doesn't work that way. Yeah. You, If you aren't willing to pay the cost or count the cost of what it is to follow Christ, yeah. when people say like his grace, his mercy, and the blood, like it's free. Yes, like receive that. It's free. You don't have to do anything, but it will cost you. Yeah. It costs you your life. Yeah. You know? Um, and a lot of people just don't want to rock with that. And they're like, I'll get, I'll come to Jesus for some of these things, but I want to keep this because I don't want to give everything, yes. you know, Jesus kind of interrupting my life right now. This cost is too much. I only want this much. It's like, no, he has something to say to people that say, Lord, Lord. Yeah. But he never knew him. Mm-hmm. 
That's good. So I have on AirPods. That's, that's good. <laughs> All right. I can't, yeah. can't follow that one. Hey, up, no. Challenge <laughs> though. On that one. Challenge though. Fast from AirPods. Ooh. Fast from AirPods. Sometimes Ooh. when you have them in and you're just walking around, it tells everybody else you don't want to talk. Yeah. Challenge. Ooh. But we can go on. <laughs> that's good. That's good. I like it. Someone else. And stop. A magician. Oh boy. <laughs> Goodness. Or magic. Well, I got. I'm gonna have to cook something up. That's I'm right. From the magic capital of the world. Where? Colon, Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> the magic capital. Of yeah. The world. What? Actually? What's? Yeah. Yeah. Give us a little spiel mm, about okay. Colon, so, Michigan. A. It's just like it sounds. Colon, like the organ. Unfortunate. Yes, I know. <laughs> um, nonetheless, Colon is a town of a thousand people, but it's the magic capital of the world. We have multiple magic shops in our town. And, uh, I mean, I graduated with 45 people in my class, okay? Wow. But every year there's a big convention where magicians come from around the world and perform on my high school stage, so. That's crazy. Was that actually pretty crazy? Well, like there I were mean. some good ones? <laughs> I mean, there was, yeah. I mean, for me, it's like now whenever it's like, hey, an illusion is coming, I'm like, uh. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I've like, seen it 10 million times, so. Anyway, as I'm cooking something. Okay, okay, you're cooking. Let Jared cook. Mm. Let Jared cook. Let, let him okay. cook. Let him All right, cook. let's see. Magician, mm. let me see. <laughs> so magic doesn't actually exist, right? Like we get that, right? Like at this point, it's like <laughs> with wait. cards and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all trickery. It's all designed to take your focus from one thing and put it on something else, mm. right? So. Sleight of hand, the whole point of sleight of hand is to get you to look at one thing while you're doing something else in the background. Does anybody want to go off of that? <laughs> you don't have the connection, do you? You always just offer no. up those great backgrounds. Uh, and, uh, I have a connection. Okay, let me okay. hear the connection. Let's hear it. What, in scripture, what do we see Satan as? A deceiver. Yeah. But he can masquerade himself as an angel, angel of light. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. That's so good. Sleight of hand. Holy do, you to, crap. do you want to go off of that, Tyler? I. I'll go over that. <laughs> Thanks, Noah. <laughs> so Satan masquerades himself like an angel of light. And so, yes, it's like Satan mm. is performing a sleight of hand on us. He's masquerading as something good. He's presenting as something that maybe yeah. feels good, looks good, might actually be good, but it might not be what the Lord wants to do. No, that's good. Yeah, that's good. When I think of magicians um, in... You talk about like there's different things in Acts. There's different people that come to the apostles and they're like magicians, yeah. say right. Um, or there's times when it talks about you need to test spirits because there are things that are happening that are supernatural, right? But it's not from the Lord. Mm. And so, in a tough thing though is sometimes when something supernatural happens, people are all automatically like, "Oh, this must be God." Or if people don't yeah. aren't Christians, they're like, this must be some heavenly being or some supernatural being, wh whatever, right? Yeah. But the thing is, with magicians and and, and that stuff masquerading themselves, we uh, we actually need to be know how, know how to test spirits. Yeah. You know, and the whole thing when you read that, people always say, I don't really, nobody really knows what that means. How yeah. do you discern right whether it's a spirit spirit the spirit of the Lord mm -hmm. or spirit of the devil? You yeah. know, in this. Um, I think it's challenging because there's obviously, there's a war at hand. And so some things are of the devil. Some things are of the Lord. And what was the person that thinks something that is actually of the devil is from the Lord? Yeah. And it's something that's kind of 
very dangerous to fall into. Yeah. And I think, I think, sorry, I know you're going to go next, but I just want to go off of that real quick. Cause I think the scripture goes on to say, uh, how do you test the spirits? You test the spirits if the spirit proclaims that Jesus Christ is Lord. Mm. And I've always seen that to be, um, that it backs up with the volume of scripture and attests to everything that Jesus is and teaches and was. Yeah. Um, so it's anything that is contrary to Christ in any way, shape yeah. or form probably is not from the Lord. It's the anti right? Yeah. But so it's like, how do you discern? How do you know? How do you test the spirits? You got to know how the trick is done. Mm. Hit that button. Wow. Hit yeah. that button. All right, let's quit hating on the magician. <laughs> oh, all right, all right, I like it. Take it have, somewhere we else. We all gave a negative connotation. Yes. Which, if anyone, I've, I've got them, so I'm going to try to go the other way. All right? Okay, all right. So, I mean, I, I'm taken back to, like, I used to be able to go all these magic shows for free, but mm -hmm. as a kid, like, you don't think about the fact that it's fake. Yeah. Right? Right. You're just, you're just caught up in the wonder of it. Yeah, like Santa Claus. How, how does this guy do this? Okay. Mm. I'm only talking to him, evidently. <laughs> I'll turn over here. Um, but what I'm thinking is like the Lord is the magician, right? Mm. But he's not a fake. Ooh. Mm. And he can transform your life and do these things that you weren't thought possible, that you didn't think were possible. Ooh. Sorry. Yeah. Does he say that correctly? Ooh. Some churches would burn you at the stake. Because I said I compared. That's right. That's right. Mm. That's right. But that's good. I like I'm it. I love not it. Not denying the miraculous in scripture. Let's go. Come on now, Let's somebody. Let's go. Come you on better speak now. it. You better speak <laughs> it. Let's go. I'm, I'm All a right. witness. Do we have time for one more? Oh, yeah, of course do. we do. Okay, let's go. We, one have, more. we have plenty of time. Oh, we got plenty of time? All right, let's keep going. Plenty of time. Stop. Neil Armstrong. All right. <laughs> is this the one that was on the bike? This is not. This is not the bicyclist. This is the astronaut. Oh, that was Lance. Okay. Oh, see, I, I hit that with the other in mind. <laughs> actually, actually, yeah, because yeah. my head just went there, and then and then it sunk in. I was like, no, he's right. You're right. Yeah, so I got I got a reel back. Here. Yep. All so right. for those that don't know, Neil Armstrong was the one that said, "This is one yes. small step for man, one giant leap for mankind." Also, not mm -hmm. to be confused with Louis Armstrong, who was the trumpet <laughs> All right, player. Let me get this. Let me get it on. What I want never world. <laughs> You better stop that right now. All right, all right, all right. All right. You ready? You ready? Okay, hit ready. Neil Armstrong. Say, yes. that, say the quote again. For the me. <laughs> You don't know it. One, one small step for, for man, man. One, one giant leap, leap for mankind. mankind. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes you can view our ministry like that. It's one small step for us, where mm. it's one small thing. But in kingdom regards, Ooh. with faithfulness, that's a giant. Yes. Leap, where he says, "Well done, good and faithful servant." Ooh. The people that are faithful with the one. That might seem oh. like one small step, yes. but when considering eternity, when considering the kingdom, it's one giant leap. That's so good. Mm, that's I like good. it. I like that's it. Okay, now I have a legit one. Okay. okay. <laughs> right guy in my head. Yes. Yeah. Um. So I think it's like, can you? Can any of you name any other quotes from Neil Armstrong? Ooh, no. Right. So no. like that makes me think of the Christians who just like, oh, I just know John three sixteen. You know, oh. but they don't know the word. 
Come on now. I but like they, that. But they act like it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. good. I know Neil Armstrong. They know, they know the Hobby Lobby verses. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, because in an actual verses. church setting, I can imagine this sermon illustration right now. You get on stage and say, I want to talk about Neil Armstrong for a minute. And as you all know, he is the bicyclist who, <laughs> how, how many Tour de France's did Neil Armstrong <laughs> win? And you'll have the audience say, oh, five, six, seven. It's like, actually, Zero. he's the astronaut. <laughs> and then you're like, Oh shoot! <laughs> and then like, well, what quote does he use? Right, exactly. And then they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, it's like, I love that. That's that's, that's such beautiful. a good one. That's a good All one. Right. Yeah, I might have to use that. Yes. Any others? We got time for more. Yeah, okay, let's, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Oh, Stop. Penguins. <laughs> Club Penguin. Let's talk about Club Penguin <laughs> no. for a minute. <laughs> what a cesspool of disgusting filth at the end of club penguins life did it come to oh you guys don't know that about was... that do not google club penguin at the end okay, okay. all right yeah. all right i'm gonna do it after hit this. it again and go to runescape <laughs> no there we go yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh here let's see what facts do we know about penguins penguins can projectile poop up to six feet where'd you learn that at the zoo from personal experience yeah they said so <laughs> In the in the little like enclosure that we're visiting and touching with the penguins, there's a small like two or three foot piece of plexiglass all the way around the pin. And asking why, they were like, uh, they poop very far. Wow. And then okay. legit, a penguin's Sweet. over on the left side of the enclosure and six feet poops. No way. Yes, just whoosh, shoots wow. it across. Dude, the, okay. the amount of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I got cut so off <laughs> Bro, my that's the only fact I know about penguins uh, from the wow. zoo. I, I, they're birds. I, I guess I do know that too. I could have shared that too. I guess. But, you know. so All in favor of maybe seeing if there's another one after that. Right. <laughs> I was so off. All right, yeah, okay. uh, tag. tag. You're it. Touch and go. Touch and go. Ooh, tag. Mm. Tag. There's also the movie tag. That's a good. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that one, but have you seen friends? It? Friends have been playing tag for like 30 years, and all right. So I didn't realize until like a year or two ago that tag stood for touch and go. Oh, oh I, I thought you were just saying that. No, I seriously didn't realize that tag stands for touch and go. I like didn't know that. Like it's the basics of how you play tag, right? Touch you and tag, go. You're it, and then you run, right? When we look at scripture. We, we, we read it in our English context. At least most of us read it in English. Yet, we have our English connotation, our English meaning to it. Yet, the Bible wasn't written in English. Mm. Right? It was written in our in Greek mean? and Hebrew. <laughs> I know. <What? laughs> the King James, that's it. What? So, in the same way, like, I didn't realize till I got to college, really kind of in my high school years, that the Bible was not originally in English. Ooh. And so each word carries a much deeper meaning. Yeah. When you go and do a word study, and if you don't know what that is, check out other other resources on the College Collective page. Yes. Yes. True North. But tag stands for something else that I didn't know about. In the same way, dive into scripture. Yeah. Really know what just the Greek, not just the English, but what the Greek, Hebrew. It's means. good. It's good. <laughs> so, tag. Um, You're it. As all of us can. Thank you. <laughs> As well as know, like when we think of tag, it's it's a game that that children play, yeah, young kids play, and mm-hmm. they play and enjoy, and it's such a basic game. Bro, it's it's, it's a childish. Big, it's a busting exactly, game. and it captivates them. Mm-hmm. They could play it for hours. I could play it for hours. It's so much, you fun. know. And I remember me and my friends would like spice up and play. We play called lava tag. Ooh, you can't touch ooh, the ground, right? Ooh. And so now you get into climbing and jump, like doing all these stupid stuff. My friend, dude, I've I've played this game with my friends. 
up until like like I think the last time I played was like two years ago. That's so awesome. we play it like all the yeah. time at the park and stuff. Yeah. But the thing is, when people when when I tell people that, they're like, that's so childish. Why would you do that? Mm. Like it's still fun. Same thing with the movie. Everybody was so intrigued because these like middle aged men yeah. are playing tag. Yeah. The same game of tag right? for thirty years or whatever. Mm-hmm. While everybody thought it was childish and dumb, I know tons of people who were like, We should do that. Mm. There's like this longing to want to do something childish yeah. again. Yeah. Right. And and when I was here, I got all caught up in the legalism of following the Lord and all these things I, I was being told that I need to do. Yeah. And being like, mature, you need to be doing all these disciplines, all of them every week, all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. List, list, list. We go out for this one exercise with the class and I climb a tree. And I used to climb trees all the time. Yeah. But it just reminded me to be a, be a kid again. Yeah. And sometimes with the Lord, it's just be his kid. Just be his child. Stop trying to be mm-hmm. like such an adult Christian. Yeah. It's like, just... Be a child of God and let him in himself, in the simplicity of it, just amaze you and awe you. Yeah, because the Lord, he calls us to be childlike. Exactly. He calls us to to enter into that childlike wonder that we can have all throughout our years. Exactly. Yeah. Res- let's rescue wonder. Mm. That's, that's, mm. that's a conference I went to one time. That was the theme, is rescuing wonder. And it was just such a profound thought. It's don't just be serious pastor Christians, right? Mm-hmm. Don't just Don't just... Nail yourself down and be serious all the time. Be childlike. And that doesn't always mean play silly games, right? It it means be be explorers of wonder. Yeah. 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 At the same time doesn't mean be childish. Yes, exactly. Right. Yes. Mm, yeah. Good. Yeah. It's good. Because it's good. Paul warns about that. Yes. Yeah. Leaving childish ways behind. behind. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm. First Corinthians thirteen. Right? That's good. That's yep. good. All right. We have room for a speed round. Speed round. Okay. So this okay. is is quick off the only dome. one, only off one person. Dome. Is that how it works? We could, or everybody? Or there's one all more term, of, and all four of us go, and it's quick. Okay, I think that. Okay, you ready? Got let's it. Do let's do it. it. Let's Next do it. One. Boom and stop. Oh, what the heck? heck? One of the seven wonders of the world. These some of these are spectacular things, like the Colossus of Rhodes and the Lighthouse of Alexandria, and the pyramids of Giza. This is a speed round. Oh, you're right. So, in the same way that these things are wonderful, and in the same way these things are wonderful and marvelous and awe-inspiring to the eye, um, you can see them on a picture, or you can see them in real life. When you see it on a picture, it might not look that impressive and amazing, but when you encounter it in real life. It truly lives up to his name as one of the ain't one of the seven ancient wonders of the world, mm-hmm. the pyramids of Giza specifically. When we encounter the Lord Jesus, when we see him in scripture before we actually encounter him or we hear of him from a friend or things like that, we might not think of Jesus as anything more than just, okay, he was a guy. But when we actually encounter him and we we get in with him, it's radically different and it That's changes good. and transforms us. When we look at these giant wonders of the world, for example, the pyramids of Giza, we look at it and we say, "Wow, these are these are beautiful. These mm-hmm. are marvelous. These are wonderful." And and the the craftsmanship and the workmanship involved in making it, and how it's just wow, this is detailed. Yeah, God created the entire world, and there's there's like even the Ooh. ways that He painted like the leaves and the grass. Yeah, points to His 
craftsmanship, his workmanship. So if you're That's ever good. wondering, man, why did God make me the way I am? He did it for a reason. Yeah. He did it on purpose, not as a mistake. Amen. That's good. Amen. Uh, the pyramids had to be made by a lot of people working together. Or aliens. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for stealing mine. No, oh, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> all I can think is aliens. <laughs> yes. Right? All right. Okay. I'm going to take a reasonable way. <laughs> no. But I was saying, I was saying, there are things that you just, you, you can't do without other people. Yeah. And it's a cliche, like, better, to, better together, yeah. community. And that's ingrained in us because of God and himself. That's good. Three in one. And so being a community, we need that. That's good. You can't do certain things alone, but God gets the most glory when we all work together mm-hmm. because he moves in a community. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's hear about the all aliens. All right. So the aliens. All right. So I'm not saying what you thought I was going to, but I think it's funny that the world has all these other outlandish ways to explain these things. Mm, yes. But they'll accept anything other than Ooh. Jesus. Wow. Mm. Okay. Not, I'm not saying Jesus made the pyramids. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Fact check. That's okay. a quote. That's a quote. That's right a quote. Oh, he could have. <laughs> thank you. Thank That's you. good. This is my TED Talk. That's good. This is my TED Talk. Jared, thank you yeah, so much for, for joining us. Yeah. Uh, we really appreciated your wisdom, your insight, the way that you a different spin to the things that we think about. Mm. Sometimes when we're around the same people, our, our minds become on the same path. But yet you're, you're taking us. Yeah, I'm glad I could fake you out. <laughs> Woo, yeah. I loved it. Woo. So that was enjoyable. Yeah. Jared, thank you. Uh, listeners, thank you for hopping into Modern Parables and stay tuned for more Modern Parables. We would also like to take a second to thank the School of Theology and Ministry at Indiana Wesleyan University for using their facilities. We want to thank The Called Collective for producing all of our podcasts. The Called Collective seeks to equip the next generation of ministry leaders. To find out more information, visit thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at The Called Collective. Once again, thank you for stopping by and listening to our crazy sermon illustrations that might actually work. Check back next week for more Modern Parables.